Action fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain and Chad Cruz with you. And Chad, you have been still a busy, busy man over on the Bulletproof Action YouTube channel. Yes, that's very true. Um, you know, for the first time in, I don't know, this whole year probably, at least the last six to nine months, I've actually come up with a few ideas and uh, been cranking out some montage videos and some other stuff for the YouTube account. You know what? It, it feels good, Brain. It does. You, you have that sense of accomplishment. You've actually done something. You've actually contributed to the empire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm using air quotes when I say empire. Right. But yeah, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. It, it's a good feeling. Uh, I, I will say the most recent one, at least as, as we are recording this, I'm assuming there may be one before this one drops. Uh, but uh, I... I there wasn't, I didn't see any Chappie Sinclair or Doug Masters in, in, uh, I tried. Yeah. And you're talking about the, the fighter jet one that I I posted a a week or two ago at this point when this airs, but, uh, yeah. And I, I really tried my best to keep people. Yeah. I was going to say there were no people. So I, I, uh, if you had Maverick in there, but you didn't have Doug Masters, uh, I I may have sent a complaint to YouTube. And there were a f- several shots from Iron Eagle. Yeah, I did. I, okay. I did recognize, or at least I thought. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure that is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, obviously, would have really sent it home if we had some cockpit footage. Right. Old Chappie and Doug doing their. Yeah, thing. and and there could be something else in the future that that goes more along with that. But but okay. uh, I really wanted to get that. Uh, you know those, uh, fighter jet. You know. Yeah. Anybody who's got like a thing for fighter jets, like this is the video for you. It really is. And they, you've, you've had a, a wide variety of videos and I'm assuming that's going to be the trend going forward. So until I out. run out of ideas. Yes. So you run out of ideas. Uh, but uh, here's an idea we might have video wise because we are going to have a special video edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. It's coming up. We're going to be part of the second annual Geekscape live stream-tacular on December the 17th. Once again, benefiting the big brothers and big sisters, a great cause. And, you know, this is the time of year you really should start opening your hearts, Chad, and and, and giving back. And and that's exactly what we're going to do. So we will be a part of that. Again, that's December 17th. And I believe uh, that may end up on our YouTube channel as well. Yeah, I hope so. Um, and if it does, I mean, be prepared for, um, I mean, this is quite a big tease here. So oh you may, you may see the, uh, the very first visual evidence of my mustache. Oh, if that could have went so many different ways. <laughs> I know I, I drew it out as long as I could. I'm glad uh, you that's did. what she said. Um, and then I just dropped the mustache word, you know, yeah. So it, we'll it, see. Uh, we'll see if it makes it that long. You could have thrown yourself through a window. Uh, you could have been bare ass. Anything's possible. Right. On a right. Video. I would do all of the all of the above if right. it were like the tenth annual live stream tacular. But all second right, well, annual. Ugh. Second, but they are celebrating. Geekscape is celebrating fifteen years. So that's cool. That's very gonna cool. Be, it's going to be a big thing, and they're actually going to have a live Geekscape on stage in LA that will also be streamed as part of nice the, uh, live stream. Tacular with uh, musical guests. It's it's a it's a big to do, and we're happy to be a part of it as we are a part of the Geekscape network. And right. you know we're we're already kind of the redheaded stepchild, so we didn't want to completely achieve that goal. Yeah, I didn't want it. I mean, I wasn't expecting to be like flown out to LA for it. I mean, that would no. be nice. That would be nice, I guess. Yeah. But I think we need a couple more uh, listeners at each month and then maybe we'll we'll work work our way up the rankings. For like third annual we'll be Yeah. hosting it, the event. It'll be all around us. And and speaking of Jonathan London at, at Geekscape did a great interview with Mark DeSalle who was Part of he made blood sport and, right. and kickboxer. I mean, he's a huge part of Jean Claude Van Damme's launching of his his career. So great interview. Check that out as well on the uh, Geekscape channel. We'll put a link, of course, here in, on the uh, on the site so you can find all the things we talk about 
on this episode. Um, and yeah, and more details about when we will be on as part of the live stream tacular. Um, right. I'm, I'm sure they'll be able to get all this information through our social media. Absolutely. And yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about it more in our next episode and definitely on social media at Bulletproof Pod on Twitter, at Bulletproof Action on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, Instagram is really still blowing up for us. It's uh, it's kind of remarkable, actually, that I don't think we've had anything this successful yeah. in all the years we've been doing this. The, uh, the, the first blood post that I mentioned on our last episode, as I say this to you right now, 23,642 likes. We don't even wow. have that many followers. So this thing is just no. getting passed around, right? It's shared, it's gone viral, and it's, uh, it's really something else. And uh, yeah. Does it, does it uh, strike you that this is not something that's like, content of ours yeah that's very popular yeah you know, it's not something that we did i didn't make right. it in i know that, I, and i think i mentioned that the last time i'm like i almost feel bad like we're taking yeah. credit for it, mr uh, paul mann's artwork we're getting the love for it he should be getting the love i don't know if he's on instagram or not um but uh yeah i, I feel bad because yeah i'm just you know i i try to share things on right uh, anniversaries and just you know have it as action-packed as possible but yeah. You know what? Maybe I should maybe I should take a crack at, at a poster for first blood. You think I can Photoshop pretty good one in? Um, you can try. You can try. <laughs> it's it would go right along with some of your other original ideas. Oh, they're so good. Like this is doing good. I'm going to do the same thing, but different <laughs> and with less quality. Uh so yeah, that's the Chad Cruz way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh but I digress. Not even offended. I know you're not because I'm telling the truth here on, yeah. on the Bulletproof Pod. I rarely lie. Well. Sometimes maybe when I'm, you know, never mind. Um, so here we go. Want to get into it? Yeah. What are we here for? Let's talk about it. We're talking about Sylvester Stallone and Rambo. But before he was Rambo, he was Rocky Balboa and Rocky Four. My personal favorite of the yes. Rocky series. I, I believe you feel the same way. And I believe yeah. a lot of our listeners would feel the same way. Rocky IV got the ultimate director's cut treatment uh, just this about, about two weeks ago now as this drops. And uh, we're here to talk about it. Rocky versus Drago. We're going to talk about the differences between the two cuts. Uh, and I, you know, we were just talking about Instagram. I want to bring up some comments on Instagram. Oh, boy. And they were very different comments. But they were also both very wrong from where I'm sitting. We had one that said, it sucked. <laughs> and then I'm booked in to watch it at the flicks next week. I've heard it's a very different film. I would say both of these things, again, very different comments. I would say they are both very wrong. Yeah. And, and we'll, yeah. we're about to get into that. Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, there's a lot of movies out there that you're like, man, I, if only they'd you know give us some sort of director's cut. Oh, Zack Snyder, you know, mm -hmm. if only he could do a 12 hour Justice League or <laughs> the the Suicide Squad dude. Oh, give fucking whatever his name is seven hours to do this. And guys are just, you know, cranking off at their table thinking about it. Right. But Rocky Four is already a near perfect film. And no one was really asking for an ultimate director's cut. No. But now that I have it, what more can I get out of some of these other beloved movies? That's, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. A one of them one of them, you know, that's been circling in the action community for quite some time is that there's a, a longer version of Cobra out there. And that makes sense because Cobra is pretty short of a film, really. I mean, yeah. even Rocky Four, I think, was, you know, hour and a half long. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's one thing that they could have done. And here's a spoiler alert in case you have not seen it again. It's been out for a few weeks now, so I don't feel so bad talking about a brand new movie like this, which is, is it really a brand new movie? No, it's anyway. been out for 35 years or whatever. <laughs> right. So... There's one thing they could have done that would have definitely completely made this movie feel different. And it did not happen. 
And that would be if like Apollo just was hospitalized and didn't die. Yeah. The, the bat, the GI Joe, the movie treatment. Right. That's about the only thing that would have completely made a difference. So that's where the guy who said the movie sucked, he must been a, either. He never liked the original. Right. Because these movies are very, very similar. Yeah. Or he was a huge fan of the robot. Chad. The, he loved the robot and he's probably got a little robot kink in him. Cause uh, I think the uncle Paula did. And that's, that's why the robot was there. I think. Yeah. Because there is no sign of the robot in Rocky no. versus Drago. Um, and a, a lot less of, of Rocky's son, which did not disappoint me in any right. Especially at the end where he's, has the line, that's my dad. Yeah, he's jumping around, watching the fight, watching his dad's brains get beaten. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, there's less kid. There's, you know who else there seemed to be less of is Brigitte Nielsen. Uh, yeah, you're, you're probably right. I mean, I think Dolph gets a few more lines in there. Yeah, he gets, yeah. Um, they let him do more of the of his work than, you know, where in the original it went to uh, old Nikolai and yeah. his wife. But, uh yeah, and I, and I wondered, you know, is there a little, you know, we talked about Cobra. Those are happy times for uh, right. Sylvester and Brigitte, but I, I'm not sure that ended as amicably as possible. So maybe he was like, screw her. I'm not putting her in this movie. Right. And uh, the, the beginning, the opening, I don't know, five minutes of the movie is basically just stuff from Rocky Three, Which is usually the case, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, that that's always the thing. Like if you watch a Rocky marathon you're like, you just saw that fun finale of the previous yeah. film. I don't need to see the recap because I just saw it. Uh, it's right. great in the theaters when there was, you know, years between, but right. You, you, when you, if you ever do the back to back to back to back, you're, you're seeing a lot of redundant. And in, even in the original, they had that whole where Rocky and Apollo kind of have their little private match. To yes. Kind of settle things, but that's ding, 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 ding classic. That has completely been removed. Uh, and like you said, it's just really just the footage of uh, Rocky and Clubber Lang, Mr. T. Yeah. Which is, Mr. I hope Mr. T got an extra paycheck out of that. I bet he did. And it, it's a really cool scene because it 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 connects you uh, a little more closely to Rocky and Apollo's uh, relationship, I think. Instead of just seeing them pal, palling around the gym and, and fighting each other, you kind of get an extra few minutes you know, if you hadn't seen Rocky three in a while, like you get a little bit more of that and like right. why they're so closely uh, connected in, in this film. And, and we just get more of Rocky and Apollo in general, just, uh, yeah. just more of the, the conversation about this Russian who has arrived in America and Apollo wanting to do it. We kind of got rid of the, uh, the dressing room scene though, uh, from the original cut, like right before the Apollo, uh, uh, Drago fight where Rocky confuses nails with snails. Um, but uh, yeah, there's certainly a lot less uh, humor in the movie. Yeah. There's a seriousness to it. That's not in the original film, I think. And part of that goat comes down to uh, some of my favorite lines in just the theatrical cut is, you know, why can't you change, you know, who you are? Cause I'm a fighter. Like this is who I am. And I, I always love that scene. You know, yeah. I think that, that kind of speaks on their relationship and it speaks on the relationship to a lot of people who are in, you know, not just fighting, but like, you know, industries that are very dangerous, uh, careers that are very dangerous. Like that's kind of a, a, a feeling that people have had. Right. So like, I can't change who I am. This is what I do. And I think this movie plays into that concept a lot more. And, and it's right before the fight too, that I really noticed the Brigitte Nielsen, being being not in as much because there's that moment in the theatrical cut where she goes up to Apollo's wife mm -hmm. and, and says, I hope we could be friends. You know, they're sportsmen. Yeah. That's gone. That's nowhere to be found. And it's like, that's a little thing that wasn't a ha ha. Like that could have easily just been kept there, but it's like, it was like purposely taken out. And I, I really always felt like in the, in the theatrical cut, the original cut, that line was her being kind of a prick, you yeah. know? Uh, and, in this movie, it's played much more seriously, and Dolph isn't a dipshit. You know, he's not just a robot now. He's he has thoughts. You know, he says things. <laughs> he's not just like this robotic dude. Eep, 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 punch, punch, punch. Um, and I feel like his strings aren't as pulled in this movie as they were in, in the original cut. Right. 
Um, so I don't know. It, it didn't feel as villainous, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, you know, Pataki, uh, who plays Nikolai Koloff, who, you know, let's talk about that. Nikolai. What a great name. Koloff. I, <laughs> you know, there was always rumor uh, that there was going to be a wrestling tie-in with uh, Rocky Four because I've, you know, Nick, Nikita Koloff was yeah. apparently rumored to be, Carrie Von Erich was rumored to be in the Drago spot. But they may not have gotten an actual wrestler, but they managed to merge like, the two most famous Russian wrestlers' right. names with the Nikolai Koloff. Uh, yeah, he's really comes across as the most villainous. I mean, that may have been always the case because he was yeah. kind of the, he was the puppet master. He yeah. was the one, based, you know, because Brigitte and Dolph they played Russian athletes, amateur athletes. They were probably like biggest thing to closest thing to celebrities and superstars in Russia. And they were being used by by their government um, to, I guess, send a message to the rest of the world. And there still is a bit of wrestling in that. If you remember after round two, I want to say in the fight, Rocky tackles him, you know, essentially yeah. and like spot gives him a spine buster. That's uh, true. He takes him down like a wrestler. That is that is and right, like, and, and it was covered. And it was covered on the USA Network, which that's is right. A lot of connections. Long, long time home of the yeah the WWE. So and Adrian won the AEW Women's Title in it. <sighs> what? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, that's awful. Um. So yeah, let's get it. So really, it's just the beginning of the movie that's very yeah. different. Um. And then once we get into it, it's just little little things, and we could point those out as we go, but. I mean, the same thing we get here. Ivan Drago has come to America. He's got his wife with him. He's got Nikolai Koloff with him. He's going to be a professional boxing career is going to start here, even though he really has no experience in that. Um, and, and Apollo, old Apollo, hungry for that spotlight, Chad. Yeah, you know, it's hard to, once you take the gloves off, it's hard to, uh, you know, lock him up in the, in, in the box and slide it into the garage. I mean, the guy is still in amazing shape. Uh, how, how old was Carl Weathers when this was made? Do you have any idea? I do not, but I can probably look that up. He's possibly in, fast. Yeah, he's in great shape. And, you know, it always felt kind of strange that he was retiring uh, during, you know, in Rocky Three, he was in retirement uh, when he was still like kicking the shit out of Rocky the whole movie. Yeah, he would have uh, been, been like 37. Yeah, so he's in he's in amazing shape. He's still 15 years younger than George Foreman was, uh, and uh, it when he comes back in this film, he comes back very short notice, and like you said, he's kind of hungry for that spotlight, and he feels like he's been forgotten. And Rocky's this big star, and Apollo is just like this guy who used to be champion. So I mean, it makes sense, and you get a little bit more, like we said, of Apollo in the beginning of the film, and kind of him going through that thought process of not wanting to be forgotten and leaving a legacy and not letting, you know, the damn Ruskies come over and take advantage. Right. Right. We were definitely in the cold war time. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's one minute he's, he's in the pool with his golden retrievers. The next minute he's at a press conference talking about this fight and things get a little heated. Uh, insults start getting thrown back and forth, um, which is, you know, you want that. You want that if you're, especially if this was a pay-per-view event, you want some buzz. It's got a very Conor McGregor feel to it, you know, now, because at one point he's like, who is this guy? Who is it? You know, right. I was a Nikolai was talking and who, who the hell is this guy? You know, or when Polly, I think maybe said something. Yeah. But it's good. And one thing I'm definitely glad they did not get rid of in the Rocky versus Drago is the amazing entrance that Apollo makes. Right. I mean, this is it's perfect. I mean, he is a showman. He's always been a showman. We we knew that from day one of meeting Apollo uh, way back in the first Rocky. And yeah, everything's there. Most notably, of course, the godfather of soul himself, Mr. James Brown. Um, if RTG was here, I'm sure we'd get a James Brown update. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he is not. Uh, He's still so dead, by the way. James Brown, not RTG. Um, no, James Brown's still dead. <laughs> RTG, I believe, is living. It's last I heard, he was. Yeah. Um, and you know the fight here again. This is this is the one thing they could have really changed up about the movie. Uh, of course, I don't know that they ever filmed that footage that it would be any different. So, the result, I'm afraid to say, is the same. 
Apollo yeah. is freaking massacred. Yeah. Un- I mean, underestimated Ivan Drago, to say the least. Uh, I think that the... If, if this movie does one thing wrong, it's that it kind of makes Drago so strong, it kind of makes Rocky feel weak. Yeah. You know, Rocky's punches were always really powerful because, you know, he could hit 38 times to one of his punches and his one punch would always do more damage or whatever. Uh, just like Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang beat the shit out of Rocky. Um, it just feels like Rocky's getting so much weaker in every film. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess in a way he is. I mean, he's obviously you can you can't be in that profession very long, and and he got off to a late start as well. He did, yeah. He lost like fifty two fights before he beat Apollo. Right. right. So Apollo is, and, and was if he dies, he dies. Was that in there? I don't remember that. Yeah, being, that was in the original. It's yeah, still, it's in the original, but was it in the new? Was it in the director's cut? Yes, it was. And the 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 lines that weren't in the original were the. Yeah, they'll remember my name, Drago, Drago. Yeah, that that. Yeah, I knew there was something not right about it, but all right, we're good. You you can't take out the iconic line. No. Um, somebody who gets a a few more lines is Duke, Tony Burton, longtime trainer of Apollo. He actually gets to speak at the funeral, which that's one of the things I like most about this cut is that he got a little bit more of a role in there. Because why wouldn't he speak? I mean, he was much closer to Apollo right. than Rocky, uh, you know, and certainly longer. Uh, but we also still get the the Rocky speech. Um, yeah, you and know Stallone has to love those dramatic moments. Of course, and and it's a uh, Tony Burton's kind of been the unsung hero of the last few Rockies. Uh, he's just so damn good, and it seems like every time he's on camera, like he's. Uh, like I, during the fights, he's like always yelling, you know, you heard him. He's a man. He's not a machine. He's a man. Like he's got so many amazing lines and he always delivers them so well. Right. And when, he, you know, but he hasn't had this dramatic of a turn. I feel like in, in the series yet. And right. given the speech at the funeral to me is like, it's my new favorite Tony Burton lines. Yeah. Like yeah. My, his favorite moment. Yeah. He's definitely a legit, like I would believe he trained fighters. Yeah. I, I and, would absolutely believe that. And really this, I think that this cut, it makes this movie less about kind of Rocky getting revenge or whatever, and more about kind of this, uh, this puzzle, this like fam- a family, all the pieces of this family, the Rocky family, right? He's got Adrian, he's got uh, Apollo, he's got his, his Polly and Duke crew and, by the end, they're all like kind of on the same page. Like at first it's like, ah, oh, should we take the fight? Shouldn't we take the fight? And then Apollo takes it, he gets killed. And then the question is, does Rocky take it? And Adrian's saying no. And so like by the end, once everything clicks, once everybody gets on the same page, it feels like all the pieces of that puzzle come together. And that's when Rocky like, you know, gets that boost. Yeah. Yeah, Adrian was definitely against the uh, Apollo taking the fight. And yes. she's really against her husband doing it, especially yeah. after what just happened to Apollo. So, th- you know, we get that, that little argument that th- the two of them have. Um, and she's basically like, you can go. You can go to Russia if you want. I'm not going. Yeah. Um, and then we get it. You can't job. win. Right. Right. And that's something that echoes with him. You know, that yeah. sticks with him. Um. And then we get it. We get the first of three montages. This one to uh, No Easy Way Out by Robert Tepper. And uh, this one, a driving montage, a contemplating montage, remembering the past, the good times and the bad. Fantastic. I mean, the Rocky, if Rocky didn't invent a montage, he certainly. um, He perfected it. Perfected it. Absolutely. And. And so thankful, I know you are, I am, that this was left in there. Um, this song is incredible. Go, go on YouTube and watch, after you finish listening to this entire podcast, watch three the- Three times. Uh, three times. Watch the music video for the Robert, Tep- Robert Tepper, No Easy Way Out. It is phenomenal. Uh, I, I watch it like once every two months just to remind myself how great it is. 
but yeah, this scene's great. He, you know, like you said, he's deep in, in remembrance and contemplation and it just, it's all kind of building and building in inside of him. And uh, I mean, we're getting footage from kind of all the Rockies before this. So you're getting like, it seems like every Rocky, no other series builds upon itself like the Rocky series. Like even the last, the final Rocky movies, even Creed, of course, they're still talking about the shit that happened 35 years ago. Yeah. Like no other movie series does that. I don't think the Fast and the Furious movies remember 40 <laughs> minutes before them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Rocky is is far and away one of my favorite series of, of films of all time. Right. I mean, and yeah, how many decades it has spanned at this point in time. It's 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 phenomenal. So, yeah, a- after this this montage, you know where Rocky his head's at and he's going to Russia and he he does. In fact, he's got uh, Paulie with him and Duke and, uh, you know, he wants no frills, does Rocky. He said, you know, I'm doing this old school. He's out in a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Paulie is not pleased. There's no TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he falls. He takes the tumble in the snow, which I'm glad they left that in. I mean, yeah. again, like you said, they took out a lot of the comedic elements, but it's right. kind of Paulie's gig. I mean, you, that's you, all you, he's got. Yeah. Right. So uh, one thing they did take out that up that I wouldn't say upset me, but kind of because it always the song now is forever linked to Paulie listening. It's the uh, Chipmunks Christmas song. Yes. I so when, about that. whenever I hear that song during the holiday season, I think about Paulie sitting there with his headphones on, just rocking away in that in that little farmhouse while Duke was playing chess with the with the KGB guy. Um. So yeah, we don't have that. There are, and I just mentioned the KGB guys. There are guys assigned to watch Rocky at all yeah. times. I don't know where the hell he was going to go on foot. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe they're there to protect him as well. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe. And you know, it's funny because uh, of course this movie, it, it really wants you to uh, look, look guys, look how different their training is. Look how, you know, Dolph is using all this high tech shit and, and, you know, high tech syringes and, mm. uh, and, uh, and Rocky is just training like a freaking Robinson Crusoe, you know, He's just out there chopping wood and and running up a mountain and stuff. And it's fantastic that he does it, but it's also part of the, you know, that underlying thing about Rocky. Like, he's just like, I need to go somewhere to get away from everything, to be away from all the noise and to just think about beating Ivan Drago. Well, Um, yeah. And obviously, yeah, he obviously learned his lesson from his uh, clever Lang training. Right. And even in Rocky two, you know, his training was dog shit. Remember he took the fight and then Adrian went to the hospital and he was like, right. He was, he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And then she said, you know, I want you to win. Yeah. He's like, ding. And then it's, you know, it it clicked and he went crazy. Yeah. I think he started doing a bunch of drugs then too. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we get the dueling montage. This is our second, this one just featuring some of the instrumental music, uh, that is part of the Rocky score. Uh, and then, because like you said, this is a puzzle and there was a big piece missing. Yeah. Adrian could not stay mad at Rocky. She could not stay away when her man was was going for the fight of his life. So she shows up in Russia. And I can't imagine that was the easiest trip a person could make in 1985. Right. And she was missing his piece, I think. Oh. She yeah. wanted See that Balboski. See what I did there? I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a big scene. I mean, it was always a big scene in the film and uh, you know, she's always been the thing that, you know, that did it for him. Kind of his muse. <laughs> That's his muse, man. He, every, every movie he's fighting for her. He, she's the first person he looks for after the fight. And um, you know, right. It's yo, Adrian, we did it. Yeah. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Right. Um. So it's it's a great way, I think, to kind of crank up his training and remind him and everyone else that, like, he's all in on it. Now she's all in on it. And, you know, there's no going back now. So nope, there's no going back. And then it happens. There's no easy way out, by the way. There is no easy way out. There's no turning back. <laughs> because there's, there's no shortcuts home. She breaks up the uh, breaks up the montage for a moment. 
only you might be like, damn her, she interrupted the perfectly good montage. I hate her. She could have stayed at home for all I but then you you would quickly walk that back because then we get the greatest montage oh. of all time. Yeah. And my heart's on fire just thinking about it, Chad. Dude, there's and there's good reason for that because like you said, put it in all caps, it's the greatest montage of all time. And and no one trains harder. And it, it's beautiful to see these guys training in different ways. Um, and they're both jacked and ripped and shredded and, you know, but ah, man, there's just so much fire in this, in this montage. You don't get, you don't see it anymore. They don't have, do they do montages anymore? I feel like I haven't seen one in a long time. The last in a, one in a recent I, movie. Yeah. The last one I remember was, uh, kickboxer vengeance there's there's some montages in there okay i don't even remember if there's a month yeah i guess there were montages in the second one the i don't remember a single thing from the kickboxer movies the new ones well that's a shame i know sorry bud i know somebody well i think paul london would be happy that you don't remember anything <laughs> he and i have uh words about that movie all the time in fact i don't know if i've watched the second one i know i watched the batista one but right yeah. and i wasn't a, a, a much of a fan of that but um not that the the lead actor wasn't okay and and oh, cool moose scene. is great i know you love the moose uh he was fine um and i love that van damme's in there because yeah. uh, to me that i mean if van damme wasn't in there that would have been a very different movie and it would have felt wrong yeah. But with Van Damme a part of it, it kind of was like he gave the blessing. So, so I maybe I'll go back. It. Maybe I'll go back to get my montage fix then. Yeah, there there are definitely a couple montages in that one um, as he prepares for Batista. But getting back to our topic at hand, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate director's cut. Uh, like we said earlier, we we get that montage. He's the, the obviously the ending, the mountain running up the mountain. The KGB uh, guys trying to keep yeah. up with them in their car. They can't. They're they're slipping and sliding all over the road. Yeah, and he gets up to that mountain, and the music, the crescendo, and yeah. he just screams out Drago. Yeah, Amazing. all their technology, everything they they had, they couldn't keep up with his sheer. Uh, willpower and abilities and even the even nature itself couldn't stop him right i mean and yeah at the same time you, you, you've got drago on the treadmill and yeah. that thing's on like full as inclined as yeah. it could be i mean and that's impressive i'm sure i mean i would have probably yes. dropped dead when it got yeah. halfway up if i was even still going at that point right but it's not as dramatic and impactful as running up a freaking mountain yeah, then you get to the top of the mountain, you're like, shh, now I've got to walk down. That is true. That's it's going to be so sli- and it's so slippery walking down. Right. That's where Drago had it better because he just, they just, it went flat and he went, took a shower, probably banged his wife. <laughs> Possibly in so. the shower. I don't know. And you um, know what? You got to be careful doing that before a fight, too, because that's true. You know, it could hurt your legs. It could do a lot of things, right? Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I hurt my hip one time. Just, all right. You know, pounding away. Huh? Okay. Well, that's because you're getting old, Chad. That's true. Um, so, yeah, this it's, it's now almost fight time. We got coverage on the USA Network, which, I again, I, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy that just because, number one, was a basic cable network really able to get such a huge event like that? You know? Although, I guess network networks really weren't doing boxing at that point. So, USA yeah. snuck in there and said, you know what? Oh, boxing's too barbaric for you. Uh, broadcast networks we don't care was it the usa network that had the uh usa versus south korea fight from best of the best i feel like it might have been i don't remember but that's I'll have just to go back and w- look. one of the reasons to watch that movie and cover Amen. it here on the on the uh podcast yes. in the future yes indeed i know that one's definitely been on on your uh yeah. list of things we need to talk about and i right. agree uh so yeah rocky it's a very chilly reception as you might imagine. Yeah. One American Patriot would get in Moscow. Yeah. It's not, you know, he's so zoned in though. He's so focused right. and we just, you know, at, right before he walks out there that we have, they have that scene with Polly where Polly's like, Oh, if I could 
jump out of my skin and be a different person. I'd want to be you rock. Like you're all heart. And it's like, it's a cool mo moment. Cause like we said, Paulie's always kind of the comic relief. He's always the guy tripping, falling and, you know, drunk, drunk and being goofy and talking about his sister getting banged. And it's, it's always <laughs> kind of weird. Threw a turkey out the window. She was <laughs> yeah. working on all day. What a waste. Yeah. But, uh, so it, it's cool to, for him to have that kind of dramatic moment and, you know, Rocky. Oh, thanks, Paulie. You know, but yeah, yeah. He comes out to basically a, a chorus of booze. Yeah. He, you know, and, and certainly something we have never seen before because everybody loves an underdog. So Rocky was the favorite, uh, in the first two movies. And then he got, he got his, you know, then he was a star. So everybody loves a yeah. star. And then he got his, his revenge on Clubber Lang. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he, we're used to seeing Rocky as the the fan favorite but uh, not in this case but drago obviously hometown boy comes out huge reaction gets in the ring the russian national anthem plays not sung by nikolai volkov unfortunately damn it and uh there's this giant banner of drago raised with the the hammer and the sickle and pyros going off it's a it's a spectacle yeah. I, this is probably this might be my favorite because when you look back at the arenas and like the, like it's kind of cheesy because I know it's difficult to shoot in an arena. Right. And to have that many people for as long as it would take. But this one really looked good. Yeah. This, and this I, fight. It looked I, real. It looks epic. Uh, I don't know if he'd come out on a tank or something, that would have been badass. Like, you know, yeah. the uh, like Rusev did at WrestleMania. Rusev. Yeah, um, that would have been cool, but beyond that, this is as good as it gets. You know what I mean? And and as American as Apollo's entrance was, this was as Russian as it gets. Yeah, yeah. It it it, it had just the right amount of sizzle that Russia would allow. You didn't have like a, I don't know, Engelbert Humperdinck or somebody bringing him out. I don't what? know why the Russians love Engelbert Humperdinck, but they do now. One person understood that reference. Uh, and I don't know where it came from out of my brain. It did. I just thought of some random person that might be, a, I don't know. doesn't matter. So anyway, I think he's from like Wales. So why the, okay. hell, would, why the hell would Russia like him? Uh, it doesn't matter. So he's like the uh, Hasselhoff to Germans. Yeah. Or maybe that's Tom Jones. Who's from Wales. I don't know where, the, and I'm going to look up Tom Engelbert. Jones. It's yeah. not unusual. That Tom Jones? Yeah, that Tom Jones. Is he from that, Wales? No way. I'm going to look these people up because you know call, what? Call Tom. I got Tom's number. I'll call him. Tom Jones. We're going to look these people up. This is fantastic podcasting, folks. He's Welsh. He's Tom a Welsh Jones? singer. Yeah. Jesus. Well, let me look up Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah. Well, Tom Jones, Welsh singer right here. Look at him. British singer, Engelbert Humperdinck. I think I just recently asked my family, like, what the hell was he like? You know what songs Tom Jones? What like what the hell did Engelbert Humperdinck sing? I don't know. I don't know. What a stupid name, though. It Change is your name, dude. Right? Is he any relation to Oliver Humperdinck? No, nobody knows. No, who cares? Okay, so here it is. Now we got the <laughs> arena. We got the fighters. It's the fight, and this is. Huh. Would you say this is the best fight in Rocky history? Oh yeah, one hundred. Uh, that that's mm -hmm. tough, right? Would you? I don't think I would. Uh, and while this is eat, like I said, even this is my favorite movie in the Rocky series. I don't think it's the best one. Okay. And I think that the impact. Uh, I think Rocky two. I think the impact of the fight is just incredible, and this fight here. It it definitely gets into that back and forth. Uh, at some point, and while Dal while Drago beats the hell out of it, Apollo, I mean, I think one of my issues with it is that Rocky is able to Apollo dies right in the second round, and Rocky goes fifteen rounds with him, like that kind of like jobs out Apollo in a big way. Yeah, and that kind it, it irks me a little bit. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that, but now that you mention it, yeah, that is kind of. And I do get that Apollo he. He wasn't prepared, right? He he, he was in retirement. He came. He was in retirement, retirement and we Rocky didn't see any training. I mean, assume right. he trained, but yeah. 
and Rocky trained like a like a maniac for right. this fight, right? Um, and he had that fact that what happened to his friend driving him. Yes, so he had a lot more going there, and he was a, you know, like and and what's great about this fight is he comes out and he gets his ass kicked. And the thing about Rocky is, you know, he keeps going forward, right? He never right. he never stops churning, right? right. So and even uh, Drago says at one point, you know, he's like a piece of iron, like he just. Dude right. is just hard. You can't break him. Um, so, I mean, the, the fight is incredible. And Dolph and Rock and Stallone look so damn good. Um, I think it's the best looking fight. I'll say that. Right. And again, it, uh, yeah, I think they look good. I think, again, part of it's that arena setup, just the way that whole fight looked. It, you you kind of could get lost in it. One thing and, that did slightly change here, um, and, and it's where... And, I don't like, I didn't like it Um, where he says he's seeing three of them and Pauly hops in with hit the one in the middle in the original cut. uh, Duke confirms like, yes, hit the one in the middle. So you're not just thinking this is just Pauly being stupid. It's like, you know what? You actually said something smart for a change, but in this one, it was just hit the one in the middle and cut and he does it. But uh, yeah, that, I think that ruined that line though, because it was almost that moment where it's like, Holy shit, this guy actually gave you some good advice. Yeah, and it it's funny, but it's good advice, right? Right, yeah. It uh, had that little funny moment, and yeah, that, that's like my favorite line from the movie, uh, honestly. And, and you know, it's funny about this, and I never thought about it until just now, is if Rocky had only had one montage at the end, one training montage, he would have lost. But because he had mm. that second one. Yeah, so Adrian, again, him. like you said, Adrian is the key to his victory. She is. She's the reason that we that the montage got interrupted, and he yeah. we had to start all over again. And I, but I will say that there's one thing about this ultimate director's cut, ultimate director's cut edition finale episode, whatever they call it. The speech that Rocky gives after the fight is over, after he's won, yeah, after Dolph or after Drago has not. Uh, gotten up in the 10 count or it was called off. Like he's just like, well, he's done. Uh, he gives a speech and it's a little bit different than the original cut. And I like the original cut much, much better. You know, and another thing I want to bring up that you had pointed out earlier is how Dolph was kind of his Drago was his own man here more. Yes. He wasn't just a, a puppet. I think that ruins the end a little bit where he kind of has that, Frankenstein monster moment where he's like, screw you. Like you, you, I think you felt worse for him in the original cut where they were just like abusing this guy. And when he finally is, you know, screw you. um, I I don't think it's as, it's as impactful because he, he was a little bit more independent in this cut. So it it, it didn't like, Whoa, you know, you, you pushed him too far now, Pataki. Right. <laughs> and I, and you do get that for sure. Especially, uh, he has another line or two during the fight, you know, when they're in the work in his corner, he's like, how's my eye? Like he never said that in the original cut. Right. Like he never even brought it up. Like what, what's happening. Cause, but it does, it does draw attention to the fact that his eyes cut and he, he probably never been cut before. Um, right. he's and they make a big deal out of it. He's got, you know, Oh, Rocky has got a big Russian. Yeah, it's like the predator. If it bleeds, yeah. then you can kill it. Right, and it's cool. And I and one thing I did love about it at the end of the film, Rocky goes over and kind of hits gloves with with Drago, mm-hmm. uh, and that was cool. So, yeah, essentially ending the Cold War. Yep. In the boxing ring, did Rocky Balboa um, eat it, Pataki? With a yeah, Nikolai Koloff. Michael Pataki, I think, is actually friends with uh, Sam Furstenberg, if I recall some of my oh, yeah? some of my Sam Furstenberg director commentaries. Dude, I wish I could be friends with, with Sam Furstenberg. I I bet you do. I would star in. He's friends with uh, Michael Dudikoff and Judy Aaron. Bro, I'd be sneaking my way in there. Yeah, I know you would. I uh, I would star in the American Ninja. Oh, wasn't yeah. that the? Weren't they going to do that? Was that the name of it? Wasn't there supposed to be a reboot? Wasn't that going around? Anyone? I don't know. I, I'm the only one up? here. I'm the only one here. Oh. I have heard nothing of it. Okay. Well, there was something going around some time ago. 
but yeah. I'm sure it's probably cultural I'm, appropriation now. I'm sure COVID ruined it. But uh, one one way you you're gonna end this movie, the song, the song that is most synonymous. I mean, other than the actual Rocky theme, I think "Eye of the Tiger" is as synonymous with Rocky Balboa as anything yeah. else. So we get that playing uh, and uh, roll the credits. And uh, yeah, that's it. Rocky for Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate director's cut. Uh, I still prefer the original, Chad. Um, I'm a, you know, I think they can both survive in my mind and in my heart. And I, I think uh, I'm kind of thinking I like this one better. We talked about, you know, what other movie has, I mean, we brought up three titles of songs, Eye of the Tiger, Hearts on Fire, No Easy Way Out. Like no other movie has a soundtrack like this. Like it's so amazing and incredible. Uh, We said it had the greatest montage of all time and probably one of the greatest like boxing on screen fights of all time. So it's got so many great things. And I think that this movie, this cut, uh, because it went the more serious route, took out some of that fluff, the robot shit and Polly being a goof back at home in their giant mansion. Um, I think it, it becomes a a stronger, more powerful message, you know, about, you know, where Rocky's place is and, and he's still kind of like living that dream life at the beginning. And then Apollo kind of brings him down to, like, hey, we're fighters. Like, this is what we do. Like, I'd rather die in the ring than just fade away. Better to burn out than fade away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go back and listen to the Highlander podcast, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I like this one a tick better for some of those reasons. All right. Well, you know, you are entitled to that opinion. I, I enjoy, you. I, you know, I love the 80s cheese. and, and Yeah. I think it may also hold a special place in my heart because I saw that one in the theater on Thanksgiving. Right. You know, so. You were like 20. I was not 20. <laughs> you know, I think that the uh, the lack of some of the cheese at the beginning and the extra Apollo makes his death more impactful. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree. Because, yeah, you, you're, you're more focused. It's, again, the, the serious tone. You Right. Like, I just saw a robot with a sexy voice <laughs> and now I seen Apollo dead in the ring. So yeah, definitely kind of focuses your attention more on, on the important things and not the frivolous eighties excess. Right. And I was really surprised by the, uh, hardcore nude scene with, uh, Talia Shire. <laughs> that was, that did not surprise. That's me. in some kind of sick version that you have in your brain. Really? I thought I I thought I saw it. I'm sorry. I bet you did. I bet you did. All right. Well, there you go. Our final thoughts. We're it's a split decision over here. Yeah. Um, we'll have to go to the judges card. Uh so let's talk about what's coming up. You know, it's a Thanksgiving week as this drops, Chad. Yeah. Is that it? means that means December is right around the corner. And we've got some stuff coming up in December on bulletproofaction.com where there is something new each and every day uh i know castle falls is coming out we talked about them earlier dolph lundgren's in that one with scott adkins so we'll we'll be covering that one your boy robert bronzy hell yeah and uh, mr gary daniels are in a movie together the gardener that comes out at the end of the month uh the big shaw brothers collection comes out on uh, blu-ray and i will be covering one of the movies from that collection is that a Criterion collection? It is not Criterion. No, it's just like all it, Shaw Brothers. It's yeah, it's it's okay. a volume one. It's I think at least twelve movies. Holy shit! Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to. I, I'm I'm I believe there's some Alexander Fushang in there, and he's my he's my favorite of the Shaw he's Brothers. Your guy. So I'm gonna probably be covering that. And I'm very excited. I won't give all the details, but we are gonna have another edition of Ranked. Our special new feature, we we debuted it with our Charles Bronson countdown. We got another one coming up, and that's going to be our gift to the action world this holiday season. Really? It, my belief. That's that's funny because I also have a gift to the action world. Oh, do you, Chad? Coming in the, coming up in the month of December, uh, I'm thinking of doing a little uh, little uh, 
social media giveaway, maybe maybe oh. a bulletproof action bulletproof podcast tel- uh, t-shirt. Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, you can go on bulletproofaction.com, click on the store page, and buy the T-shirt. It's a remarkable gift and would make it a, an amazing present for anyone on Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever the hell you celebrate. But I'm thinking we do a little giveaway to the fans. I like that idea. I like that idea, and I support it 100%. Uh, and we will. So, yeah, there's another reason to keep following us on at Bulletproof Pod on Twitter, at Bulletproof Action on Instagram and Facebook. But like you said, the the t-shirts are available. If you don't win one or you want to buy more, you can always pick them up on bulletproofaction.com. But let's talk about some other great gift ideas because we've had some great people join us over the year. This past year, uh, Ty Singh and his Born to be Bad books. If you're a fan of movie villains and behind the scenes information, these books are great, Chad. They're great. You get... Uh, you get movie trivia you wouldn't hear from, uh, you know, directors and writers who, you know, who aren't living it like they are. And you get cool stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely check those out. Again, we'll have links for all these things on, on the website. Another two two more books. Paul Talbot, who joined us for the aforementioned Charles Bronson countdown that we did. He is the official Charles Bronson historian. He has done two books. And both of those are available. Bronson's Loose and Bronson's Loose Again. The man does the commentary tracks on so many of these special edition releases. He knows everything about Bronson. That's awesome. It's scary how much he knows. Is he working on Bronzy's Loose? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't we know. Should we should ask him. I can hit him up on, uh, on social media and see if he may just be biding his time. <laughs> Wait till he's dead. Wait, yeah, maybe maybe Paul Talbot Jr. will work on Bronze. Okay. Uh, I okay. Don't, if there is a Paul Talbot Jr., I don't know. Um, and then Austin Trunick, The Canon Film Guide, Volume 1. I know Volume 2 should be out next year, so I'm excited for that. But if you're a Canon fan, and if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance you are, because Canon is almost the heart of Bulletproof Action. Yeah, it's one of those... Uh foundational things that action film lovers uh, I mean, yeah. hold in their hearts, you know? I mean, your love for Dudikov yes. and mine. Yes. My Bronson love, the Van Damme Bloods. I mean, all of these things. The, the, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris with the Delta Force. These are the things that you and I bonded over, which yeah. caused the creation of this. Our unholy union created this website. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so there you go. And then, of course, last and certainly not least, we always encourage you to check out Figures Toy Company uh, for your action figure needs. And I'm sure we're going to try to get Chris on our next show. Scheduling has been a real pain in the ass as of late. I will it's say it's been that. tough, and that's why you get uh, Brain and I. That's why, yeah, you've been having the 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 two man booth recently. But you know, I was over on Figures Toy Company, and if. I had to stop myself because they have like all the super fr- the villains from the super friends. Yes. And so, I mean, those characters are so colorful and just so outrageous over the top. It's like, uh, that would look so awesome to have all of them just on a shelf. Yes. And, and so many of their figures are like the first time that this is available. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like, you know, Oh yeah, I had a figure of this guy, you know, 10 years ago, like right. you probably didn't because no one's ever made it. Right. Before. These are some of the, like the little side characters, the, the more yeah. background characters that are like, you know what? They deserve some love too. Right. And while we may not be the dynamic duo, you can get the, the real dynamic duo. You can. At figurestoycompany.com. You absolutely can. And of course, ROH wrestling figures there too. Those might be collector's items. They should <laughs> the way, be. The, after. the way, the way things are going for ring of honor, unfortunately it looks like, their future is not uh, as bright as it may have been a few years ago. So yeah, I think I think uh, four to eight months from now you'll be able to get a Jay Lethal and Brody King AEW figure, but you can get those figures now through Figures Toy Company. Absolutely so. can, and uh, yeah, and obviously we would. I know Figures Toy Company does a great turnaround when I've ordered from them, but we are entering that part of the year where the post office may not be as a. Uh, efficient as possible uh, based on last year for sure so yeah, yeah i would if you're gonna go go early 
and uh, get your stuff. Yeah, I, I keep... from Amazon, I think you'll be fine. You could probably order uh, Christmas right. morning. Yeah, uh, get eight, it that eight afternoon. o'clock, and by eight fifteen, it'd be at your door. Be... Some poor sap's got to work on uh, Christmas because of you, but you'll get your you'll, stuff. You'll be carving the ham, and you'll get your package. Exactly. And you know, there's a lot of shortages right now. People keep giving me shit about coin shortages and this shortages and that, whatever. But there's no shortage of cool gifts, and we just listed a bunch of them. So, you know, just blow your money. Who cares? You'll get more money. Yeah, blow it. Blow it Throw out it your away. Blow. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's come. Yeah, we're, we're back to um, the American way. We're not That's communists it. like Ivan Drago. Yes. Free enterprise. Let's get it mm-hmm. going. So there you go. And next time, Chad, we're, we're wow, we filled 55 minutes of you and I just bullshitting. That's uh, next time out we're going to continue this kind of you know rocky taking place the, the fight taking place on christmas we're in the holiday spirit we're in the holiday mood we're going to do a holiday action movie next time out the long kiss good night yes that's a that's a great one and it's a it's a fun one that you can spring upon friends um and remind them like hey this this movie exists and it came out 25 years ago right how have you never seen it and then when right. they watch it their mind will be blown by how awesome it is i was in that very boat one yes. year ago where i had never seen it but we did the poll for the the first geekscape uh, live stream tacular uh, about holiday action movies and that one was on the top five and i'm like whoa shit i've never even seen it that's yeah. pathetic because i'm running an action movie site and i've never even seen it so and you watched cor- it on the boat i corrected that problem and uh yeah, here I here, we're going to talk about it next time. Did I watch it on a boat? Yeah, you said you watched it on a boat. I did. Uh, you said I was in the same boat. Never mind. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut your face. It's getting All late, right. man. It's getting it's late. Get, yeah, it's getting for you and me both. We we need to no. I couldn't do these any earlier. Maybe. Well, I'm going to have to look presentable for that video one. Not be wearing. Uh, Hoodie and why hair, yeah. Tuxedo shirt, yeah. Maybe I'll see if it, or maybe I'll wear a t-shirt. Uh, podcast t-shirt. Probably. I mean, I don't see why you shouldn't. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. So, again, we'll have more news on that next time, along with the long kiss goodnight and possibly the toy man, Christy Petrillo. I'm hoping for it, man. I, I'd love to get a good update on his uh, Dollar Tree shopping and oh yeah, and see what's coming. You know, because because. Like we said, Christmas time's coming and uh, right. stocking stuffers. It's great. It's a great place for stocking stuffers. And you know what else it's a great thing, great place for? What's that, Chad? Wrapping paper. Oh, yeah. I, One dollar, baby. One dollar wrapping paper. I, I, I have to check if I need wrapping paper. If I do, I'm going to Dollar Tree to get some. Hell yeah. I might still have some leftovers from last year. And I don't plan on buying anybody anything, so I might not need it. You know what? I'm going to, this is controversial, right? I'm going to say it. Fuck gift bags. You don't like them? Nope. Okay. Wrap that shit, wrap that shit up. You what, went if out it's an, bu- what if it's an odd item though? That Put it in a box. Wrap. You went out and bought this item and you, you can't be like, oh, I have to, now I have to wrap it. It takes five minutes. You know how bad my wrap jobs are? They're terrible. Probably as I bad did. as your feature picks. Hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the feature picks are terrible. Okay. <laughs> That that Starship <laughs> Troopers one. I don't remember it. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know. It's a blurry piece of shit. I don't remember any of these because they're all bad. You focused on singular ones. They're all terrible to me. So they're all terrible to me too. But I can still yeah. focus on singular ones like that Starship Troopers one. The I fact I haven't changed it is amazing. Well, now everyone the, should go to the website and find time, it and click yeah, on it. The, or maybe by, by the time this is released, I will have changed it. Because uh, it damn it. Make me Leave it up. Completely disgusted. You know what? We talked about Dolph Lundgren a lot. Go back and read my Dolph, happy birthday, Dolph. Oh, yeah. That that's the a, best that post I've ever. Well, yeah. Best thing I've ever written. That's got a comment on it recently, I noticed. It, you know what? I, I don't think there's ever been a post that I've written that I was more drunk. And... If you could have been there in that room watching me write that, laughing as hard as I was laughing, it's surprising I didn't get like some sort of a, you know, issue like health issue after yeah. after that because 
my liver was hurting. I think a lot uh, of people had health issues after reading it, but yeah. <laughs> That's possible. I, I know I did. My brain wanted to explode. Uh, it's so good. So yeah, happy birthday, Dolph Lundgren, a classic from Chad Cruz. Um, yeah, and you know, we, we pride ourselves on, on writing about Dolph as much as possible. So Yeah, it really shows our well, versatility. We may as well talk about him as much as possible on the podcast as well. All right, Chad, anything else you want to say? Nah, I think I'm spent. Okay, I think I am as well. So I do want to thank you for joining me as always. And thank the fans for listening. And as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. listening to the Geekscape Network.